What is up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to Just Talking with Steph Iliff. I am so excited for this podcast and to be bringing it to you every single week to be just talking about all the things that life has to offer us, right? I'm hoping that I can bring you some insights, some laughter, some amazing interviews with some awesome powerhouses who have let go of fear, who have totally stepped into themselves, who are living their best life so you can learn from them. I want to be talking to you every single week as well about different things that are going on in my life as a self-love coach, as a mom, as a woman, as someone who is dating and like the whole dating scene and how it's so important that we date with self-love so we don't ruin our own self-love, how to create, you know, amazing habits that truly stick with you for a lifetime so you become your best self, so you can become your inner powerhouse and how to just let go of fear and fully step into you. So every week I'm going to be bringing you different topics that align with that, different interviews with different amazing people. And we're just going to be talking about it and having the best time. So thank you so much for joining in to Just Talking with Steph Island. All right, guys, welcome to Just Talking. I'm so excited for our amazing guest today. We're going to have this awesome journey. Today we're going to talk about entrepreneurship, about life as an entrepreneur, about how to manage that, how to navigate that, how to fail, how to succeed, how to do all of the things. And today we're here, wherever is it, Investable? Investable, We're going to use this awesome place. We're going to rent it out. We're going to talk about all the things. So tell me a little bit about you and why you are so amazing as a best entrepreneur you could possibly be. Maybe that's probably one of the funniest things about when you ask an entrepreneur why they're so amazing. It's yeah. usually like, I'm not. That's going to be the first. Right. It's like, oh, I've got so much to go. But um, self-learned, started at eight, hustling. Were you selling like a lemonade stand? You had like water pops. I had lemonade, cars. cookies, yes. all this stuff. But the thing that I learned was we grew up in Salt Lake off Vine Street. And I learned okay. that if you go out in the middle of the street, yeah. Number one, cars will stop because they see a little seven-year-old out in the middle of the street. They don't appreciate that. But then I learned to buy stuff at the same time. So they pay you to get out of the street. Oh, hustle. I I taught my friends that if you go sit in the street, stand on the street, waving a sign, they'll have you get out of the street. I'm going to go try that after here and see if it still works out in the middle. Okay, perfect. I might not want to be there. I might not want to be there. I'm like, man, what are you doing here? I'm like, oh, this is not a wrong thing. It's cute when it's a kid. of any relationship whether that be a romantic friendship in business anything because all you have is your word and who you really are and I love that as a society we're kind of getting back to that is like waking back up to what does your word actually mean because we've been in such a society where you can say whatever you want you could use whatever terminology whatever word and like make yourself be something which you can but are you actually that 
Like, do you yes. live up to that? Do you have it? Yes. Are you true to yourself at all times with that? Well, here's the funny thing. Here, do you want to know anything about that? Here we go. Yes, right. please. I'd love to hear that. I think we all are true to our word. Okay. If you think about it. Whatever our truth is in that moment, would you say that or what? Overall, you know those people that, like, who they are for themselves is I'm not good enough? Yeah. They might not be saying that on Instagram and Facebook, but that is their word to themselves. Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough. Okay, yeah. And that is their truth. Yeah. Who we are is our word. I mean, what else are we? Yeah. I say I'm an entrepreneur and here I am. Yeah. I say I'm not good enough and guess what? Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. You know, I get to say about all of it is my view. And so I just tend to look at not just what I'm saying with my words, right? Like we're right. talking, if I make promises, I'm going to be somewhere. Yeah. But what am I saying about who I am? Yeah. I think it's one of the most important things. And that's one of the lessons I've gotten over all of life. Like I've been through a lot of stuff as an entrepreneur, a lot of stuff in relationships, a lot of stuff in life, like everybody has. And it's easy to start saying things like people aren't trustworthy. Mm -hmm. Don't trust people. Right. But then you're walking around looking for people to not be trustworthy and guess what's going to happen? You find that, right? You're going to find it. That's how our brain works. And we say this is one piece of the puzzle. It finds the rest of the puzzle pieces to build it for us. Yeah. And so we get to decide yeah. whatever that main puzzle piece is that we actually want. So if it's like, oh, people aren't trustworthy or you know what? I'm, I'm surrounded by people who are so trustworthy, who are so ambitious, who want to strive for this. Yes. Like, and then all of a sudden you bring up people into your space. Yes. And it's just that, right? Yeah. How do you feel like as an entrepreneur now, you've learned how to trust people and how do you practice trust? I have a practice of trusting everybody until they prove me otherwise versus the other way around. I love that. Because I think you'll find, and I don't even know to say people's true colors, but you find out what you can rely on people for. Absolutely. And I'd rather live a life based on like, okay, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And then if you prove me otherwise, cool. We just won't do whatever that thing is anymore. Right. Versus going through life cut. Because my, my actual fear is I'm going to cut the wrong person out, not let the wrong person in. Mm -hmm. And that's more of a crime to me. Totally. Like, what if I miss out on a beautiful relationship yeah. or something because I didn't, something about them reminded me of some past incident so I don't trust right. them. Versus like, no, I'm going to trust everybody. And if that ends up not being true, okay, I'll filter them out. I trust myself to filter yeah. people out. And how did you find that? Because I think that's part of trusting your intuition, right? Like, Women, dating. Uh, okay. Well, let's talk about that. So yeah. who broke your trust and how did you have to regain that? I, so I was dating this woman and uh, I was so introverted. She had to like push herself. In fact, how I met her is she stuck her ass out on the, am I allowed to say? Yeah. Right, fine. Um, on the freeway at us. So walking on the street does. No, work. no, no. Driving <laughs> on the freeway oh. on her way home from Las Vegas. That's how we met. Okay. Like and my it. friend's like, oh. So um started dating her. Um but how did you get her number? Like so you're yelling on the freeway. My friend started talking to her and then um pulled over. He actually got her friend's number, he okay. hung out with her friend, and that's how I ended up. Oh, so you didn't even actually make the move. Like, you're still no. too scared. You're still no introverted. No, there were no moves. You're like, no, me. I'll just be I'm along for the ride. Yeah, okay, got no, it. No, I, I was not it. making okay. no. Um and then what happened was um dated her, ended up getting engaged, was twenty years old. But she really didn't trust me. She, I mean, she really didn't trust me. And we're actually cool now. It was a crazy thing. I love social media because of that. She yeah. reached out. But um, ended up finding out she was cheating and it broke So my she heart. didn't trust you because yeah. of her own trustworthiness. Which that was kind of the thing was like, oh, wow, people that don't trust her usually don't trust themselves. Exactly. Is usually what I found. And after that, I was in another relationship and I didn't trust her at all. Yeah. And then I pushed her away. And that's when I learned maybe it's better to trust and get my heart broken than not trust and push somebody away unnecessarily. Right. And, uh, 
yeah, that's, I mean, my life that way. I think that's why my wife and I have been married for 13 years and we've been through hell and back. That's amazing. 13 years, two kids. 13 years, a nine-year-old and five-year-old. I love it. The best. I've got the best kids ever. Two girls. Love it. My nine-year-old's got red hair. Cute. Blue eyes. Left-handed. All the recessive traits you can have. <laughs> and she is no, She's a little entrepreneur, too. Yeah. In fact, we just started two new businesses. And I said, what, one of them's named after her. Oh, cute. Aurora's her name. Okay. And I said, which one do you want to work at? And I thought, of course, she's going to say the one with her name. She's like, yeah. which one can I make more money at? Yes. <laughs> Get it, girl. I love yeah, it. That's so yeah. smart. So she's just, she's a little hustler like that and then my five-year-old just nothing but a ball of love, love like it. the most soft love kid ever. he's not the best to have like that balance with that it's crazy too. it is the best so which one so your oldest is more like you and then the ball of love is more like your wife or what they kind of have both of us so i'm okay. super softy okay you know emotional like my youngest but entrepreneur drive yeah. like my oldest and my wife is like the calm in any storm i love it and I think that's why we work well. My wife's a social worker, okay. a master's degree in social work, and cool. she does therapy. But she's like the uh, she's got an uncanny ability to be calm in the midst of anything, which I think is why it's worked for us. She grounds you, and you're like hundred percent, hundred percent. I wouldn't be able to do what I do without her yeah. energy. Of it's all okay because I mean, oh, she will talk about it. Gone broke a couple of times. Yeah, you know, started over, and to have a wife that is like, oh, okay. Let's do this again. Let's Here go again. Go. Yeah. yeah. Um, take somebody special, you know? Right. So. How do you do that? So you mentioned a couple of things I'd love to talk, to talk yeah. about. We can kind of go back a little bit. Um, a, how did you overcome being introverted and becoming an entrepreneur? Because I think so many yeah. people believe like, oh, unless I'm super extroverted and I have this like, huge, crazy personality, there's no way that I can have a business. I can be an entrepreneur. I can network. Yeah. But that's like a common excuse, right? Yeah. So how did you overcome that? Or what, what traits did you start to embellish rather yeah. to help you to where you're Actually, at? Yeah, of course, that's what did it. Oh, what? So you learn a new skill, like a all these skills. Yeah. That you so I, uh, I had. It's funny. I actually, this kid that I was uh, kind of like followed around, probably was a cool kid in, in high school, and he picked on me. And one day, I'll never forget this. He walked by me, and he's like, "Only wimps walk with their hand in the pocket." And then I didn't know what to do with my hands. Yeah. And I was like, so awkward. Like, what do I do with these things? <laughs> And, Why are they uh, attached to me? What do you want? Yeah, and so it was, I was like 23, so it was five, six years after high school, and I ended up in a car with him with another buddy of mine, and he turned around, and he's like, hey, sorry for being such a dick in high school. I was actually really insecure, and I would take it out on people like you, and I was like, who are you? Yeah. And he said, yeah, I did this course, it's called Landmark, I think you should check it out, and I had heard about it like a year or two before, I thought it was some cult or something like that. Right. But... Isn't it funny how we think like all these other things are just cults? Like, people are weird. Like, yes. who are they? Yeah. And, you know, in the end, I guess it is weird. You know, and when I did that, I got I got a lot of stuff. Like, I healed my relationship with my dad. Mm -hmm. That was the best thing I got out of it, especially since I lost my dad last year. And uh, thank you. I got 15 years of the best relationship ever with my father that I, I never would have gotten, which I'm really grateful for. But um, after that, I, I really did get the main thing I got was every human being is just as afraid of every other person as I was of them. Right. And when I got that everybody else in this world is walking around the same way, I got okay with all the stuff about me that I thought wasn't okay. Mm -hmm. Like I finally stopped looking up to people and wishing I was them. Like I went through school, like, oh, I wish I was that guy. Right. I wish I right. could be with that girl. Or I wish this or I wish that. And I finally gave that up and got, wait a minute we're all running around with whatever we're running around with. Yeah. 
And the next thing I learned was if you can be someone to tell the truth first, yeah. other people will be like, oh, yeah, I do that too. Yeah. But most people aren't willing to do that. Right, so it takes vulnerability to actually be open and A, you have to be truthful with yourself. And I don't think a lot of people can be real enough with themselves because yeah. we hide ourselves so much. We're not, we all want to be seen, but we're also afraid of actually being seen. So we yeah. don't even let ourselves see ourselves. Yeah. And that's what I do a lot with women is I help them find who they really are and help them see themselves mm -hmm. first, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of being an entrepreneur is that at least in my experience, you're you're layering back all these new layers of yourself constantly. You're like, oh, this is who I am. Yes. Okay, yeah, I can figure this out. Like, yes. I can make this happen. And you realize, like, we can really be anything that we want. We can do anything that we want to do. It's just yeah. believing that you can have that. And I love that you're saying, like, oh, I used to look outside for all this approval. Or like, oh, if I was like this, if I, if I was a student and I had all these abs and all this money, like, I'd finally be cool. Life right? would be perfect. Everything yeah. would work out. But wait, this yeah. dude hates his life. Or he has these same problems. Oh, him and his wife fight, too. Oh, yeah. he has this, this. It's like, you don't realize we're all judging other people for these seasons that they're in. And, like, comparing rather than just being present and taking in and be like, oh, shit, like, we're all the same. We're just in different paths. Like, yes. cool. Like, I love you for who you are. I trust you. Like, yeah. all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. That's what I'm hearing from you. I think that's just an awesome yeah. journey. And you said something about entrepreneurship that just hit me. Okay. Love it. That I think one of the beautiful things about entrepreneurship is it will show you everything that's real about you. Mm -hmm. Because, look, when you've got a boss and you got a bunch of people in the office, you can point your finger. Oh, easy. And be like, oh, well, it's their culture. Right. Oh, well, it's their fault. Yeah. No, really, it's not because it's just easy to not take responsibility. Totally. And there's a lot of entrepreneurs that still don't do this. It's, it's oh, it's the market or it's the economy. But I've, you know, taken on, and Jocko has that book, Extreme um, Ownership, oh, that so I love, good. and his leadership books, I think, is one of the best in the world. But I, have, I can't listen to him, like, all the time because I'll just get too intense, and I'm like, good, run through a wall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, God, Toby, calm down, calm down. But that extreme ownership and I got a lot of that in the work uh, landmark as well is just looking for not necessarily that it's my fault like them to blame or like yeah. there's some horrible thing but where can I be responsible because I'm the mm -hmm. common denominator in all of it anyway. And if I'm not responsible, right? Like, oh, it's not my fault. It's somebody else's fault. Then somebody else has a sale in my life. And you're giving them quite power, frankly, right? I don't want other people to have a say over how my life goes. Yes, I love that. And entrepreneurship will show you and shine a light everywhere. And I tell everybody, you know, that and is it like the brightest light? And sometimes you're like, can we maybe not, not shine fun. this light? Can we just yes. get this out of here for yes. a minute? It's like the matrix. Like sometimes matrix. Matrix. Yeah, still, I know. I feel you. You know, yeah. it's like, but um, it shows you everything, you know, in, in relationships and life and who you are for yourself. Mm -hmm. And, uh, It'll, it'll show you. Yeah. And, and at different levels too. You know, I, I did certain amount of business up to a million. There were certain things that I, I learned. And then when I did one to six million in a year, I learned other, other things. And I just literally, I did $22 million in a business in Windows in knocking doors and selling the last five years oh, yeah. and just lost the business. Yeah. And never in a million years, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, if I would have been like, oh, hey, Jerry, you're going to do 22 million in a business, I'd be like, Lambo's yes. cash trick. It's just not like that. But there was a lot of lessons I learned about cash management, about cash flow, about you know not spending money you don't have. Yeah. And, you know, there's a saying out there: sales cures all. No, you can outspend sales. Oh yeah, I proved it. Yeah. Um, but that it is. It's that life, no matter where you're at. Right. I love that you're talking about that and saying, okay, I made, I was able to have my company be successful, scale it, make all this money, and then it's gone. And then, so what through that was like your biggest lesson with that? Because it's 
lots. Okay. Well, yeah. and I I'll think that's hard to pinpoint. No, yeah, I got a couple because one of the things I think is important is self-reflection and looking at number one, the flags, the trigger points, mm-hmm. right? Like what had it go that way yep. and figuring out what are the triggers and usually the triggers of thought. And I've already noticed this. So one of the things I realized is very early on, I learned how to get along with people when I used to get picked on in school. Yeah. I'd be helpful. And I didn't have money back then, but if I can help people with homework mm-hmm. or if I can help them carry something, I can be helpful, right? Yeah. Then I'd be like, and I moved schools in fifth grade. That's when I started getting picked on. I went to this new school and, um, I made up if I'm helpful, then the rich kids and the cool kids will like me. But in my mind, I was always like, I'm never going to be one of the rich kids. I'm never going to be one of the cool kids. So this is how I get accepted and how so I can kind I'm of like go through. Yeah. To compensate for it. Mm-hmm. And when I got that out of this, I really saw that I turned that into like money and stuff. So in my business, I would do things like, um, I would think I was empowering people like, okay, I'm going to pay for this trip. For us to go get this, I, we went and did this massive boot camp. Yeah. And it cost six figures. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm helping people. I bought people vehicles, a vehicle. But I was helping, right? Yeah. Here's the problem. I wasn't clear when I bought the vehicle, hey, this is a company vehicle, and that person was left with, it was a gift. Mm-hmm. It caused a massive issue in our relationship. We had a friendship. It's rough right now. Yeah. And same thing with bonuses and money and trying to help people. But then I realized all I did was make – it, it didn't, number one, it didn't help the company, so we didn't yeah. have money. Number two, it didn't help them because they weren't putting something at stake to build their own business. I didn't teach people how to build their own business. Mm-hmm. I was trying to be helpful. Um, so that's one of the lessons is, and I've even noticed myself already, um, we launched this new company with uh, Ed that I told you about, and we were Yeah, talk flying. a little bit about that, too. I think that's yeah, very cool what you're doing. Definitely will. It's, yeah. cr- it's a crazy story how that came about, too. But we were flying out to uh, California to see him, and somebody was coming with me and I wanted to buy their ticket for more points. Mm. Is that points? Yeah. And I was going to be like, Oh, hope. And I was like, Oh, so that's a flag, right? right. My flags. Is, and, so I'm, what do you do to create that boundary within yourself or yourself? So that way it's not like, Oh, I want to help all these people because yeah. we do, we want to help all these people. We see yeah. them. And to me, it's more like you see the best in them. And so yeah. like, you're like, Oh, if I know if I, if I do this and yeah. you'll propel them, they're going to want to do yeah. this and this, but a, you can only help people who actually want to be helped and they have sure. to want it for themselves. So they have for to have sure. skin in the game or yeah. they just won't want to do it. Right. And I've learned that in my own experience with like giving people free coaching programs. Like, well, I see it in you. Right. And they don't, yeah. they don't do the homework. They don't get the result. Yeah. And then I'm pissed off and I resent them. And so instead it's like, it is learning that boundary within ourselves of like, well, what's, what's that expectation. And then also being able to speak your truth and not like they're going to get taken advantage of, or like someone's going to hurt yeah. you or like, and I think, that part's hard in business too because we want to be liked and we want our business to do well and then you also have to have that hard point of speaking your truth having clear expectations and having clear boundaries so how have you learned from that and what are you doing to practice that couple things that i do is you know there was a a night we're actually down the hall from my old office right now walking through it it's empty right now and there was a night i came back here to move some stuff and i sat in the corner and just cried hysterically you know, and felt like I let everybody down mm-hmm. and it was just sad, you know, just sad that we'd moved, that it was my dream office. But I remember that moment. Like when I think, Oh, I'm going to help this person. I remember the outcome. Wait, where did that lead? Yeah. And is this going to help them or really empower them? Mm-hmm. No, this is just, Oh, that's my reactionary thing of helping. Yeah. No. All right. You find your own ticket. And they did by the way, and had a killer trip and is now invested in the company. Love it. So that's one thing is remembering the impact. And then the, the other thing is like, 
just the flag, you know, those little flags, those little thoughts, those little things that we so often overstep yep. to go, am I about to do it again? Yep. And if that's the question, the answer is probably yes. Yep. And I try to remember that and stop and look, is this short-term gratification or is this going to lead to what I'm really committed to? Yes. And just stopping for a second. You yeah. Know? And then to be honest, my wife, <laughs> I Love just it. run more and more things by her. She's smart. And, yeah, to have that analytical you know, piece or have yeah. someone like, hey, wait, am I seeing this? Like, where's yeah. my blind spot? And I didn't used to do that. If she, I was like, oh, you don't understand. You're from a small town. You're not an entrepreneur. This is how entrepreneurs move. But the more I realized um, that if I can get that I'm not the smartest human being on the yeah. planet, that maybe there's some people out there, even if they don't run businesses, that I should listen to. Yeah. And that's one of the other things I've learned is um, making sure that I get the value from whoever it is around me, regardless mm -hmm. of what they do. You know, you can get value from anybody. Right. So the flags are, are the biggest thing for me. And then remembering the impact of that. where it led to. And what I hear from you in that is a to trust your intuition with that. So like you're yes. saying, what are the red flags to yes. trust yourself? Like, Oh, okay. Why are you doing this? What do you really want? And even like, is my self worth wrapped up in this? Is yeah. my like self worth wrapped up in, Oh, I can buy this guy, this ticket or this girl and I can bring them on. And that makes me feel better. So really, am I doing this for me or is it really to help them? Right. Totally. And yeah. like, and then trusting that actual thought and be like, wait, why do I need this right now? What's really going on with me? Where's this? What's this triggering? Oh, it's, I was, I'm still an eight year old who wants to be accepted and loved and oh. wants to be like this little boy who yeah. just wants to hug and be like, Oh my God, you're so rad. It's like it's fine. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. And then we, those wounds still show up for us all the time. And like, as much as we heal them, they show up constantly still. Yeah. And it's that trusting of ourselves. And I love you mentioned trust so much. I think this is a trusting factor within ourselves is you have to trust yourself enough to say, wait, that's not the right move. So don't do yeah. this. And if you're yeah. doubting yourself, then to go to the person you trust the most, which yes. is, is your wife or yes. go to that panel. Like Oprah talks about having a cabinet of people that support you. Yeah. And it's that yes. cabinet, right? Like, Hey, yeah. here's my top five people who I'm willing to hear your feedback. Yes. I'm willing to seek your counsel because yeah. I trust you. I know you trust me. I know that you see me. I know you see my downfalls, but you still let me shine. And like, cause here's the thing about feedback we won't take it from someone we don't actually respect. Yeah. And you, Have you ever read Principles by Ray Dalio by chance? No, oh but I God, should. Okay. He talks about it like a believable party. Yes. Look, I'm not going to take financial advice from a bum. No, because what, how have you proven to me Just that you're not. successful? But there's people that have been proven believable and they've got different weights of believability. Right. And those are the people I try to surround myself with. I like that. Are, who do I go to that's believable in this area and weight it? Yep. And look, I know for me, and I've started, this is the other thing I think, oh, this is a big thing for me. I go around and I tell everybody my story. That's the other way I hold mm -hmm. myself accountable now that I think about it. I love that. There's not anybody that knows it wasn't my fault of how I managed my cash mm -hmm. that had me go out of business. I love it. So guess how many people are going to hire me to handle their cash in the business? Probably not a lot. Zero. Rightfully so. But if you want somebody to recruit, train, develop, sell, yeah. build, yep. have vision, yes. create that, I'm your guy. Yes. And I tell people, don't let me manage money. Yeah. You know, and now I've got people around me, even in this new business to make sure they're managing that piece. So that's another stop is no, no, you're accountable for that. And I will not touch it. And that takes a certain level. The other thing about entrepreneurship is it is an ego check because it's so egocentric yes. that I'm going to do my own thing. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. And then to go out and get, yeah, it's my own thing. Nobody's going to tell me what to do, but now I work for 30 people that I am employing instead of one. Yep. And and being willing to ask for help in our parts that we can't do and because be in that ego part, it. you're like, well, I have to figure it all out. So I'll just figure it out. I'll yes. make it happen. And 
that's where for me I've made the bad moves and I remind him he was like, Oh, well, I'll just figure it out, like I'll throw yeah. some money on it because yeah. I don't want to learn this skill yeah. maybe right now, or I don't want to deal with this, or that's yeah. too long. So here, let's just fix it. Yes. Like and it's just duct tape. It's not anything else, right? Yes. And then it blows up in our face at some point. It's like when you put duct tape on a hose and eventually it's just gonna sprinkle so, and like, yeah, yeah this doesn't work. Totally. Um, so how have you been able to hold yourself accountable to that now and like have the courage to restart a business? Because I think when we have like these little pivots or moments and we were talking about this before we got started, like, like two nights ago I was on the floor crying, like and now I'm like, yeah, let's yeah. kick ass. And I will love for you. Who knows what's gonna happen tonight? But yeah, I might cry after this. Like I might cry in this. Yes. But like how do you get yourself back into the mindset or I'm not really sure how to articulate that, yeah. but like, what do you do to get you yourself ready? Yeah. yeah. Um, the first thing is I don't wallow, mm. you know, like I think it's really important not to get messed up in the drama of see Jared, you're a failure. Yeah. That's the first thought. See, you're not meant to do this. And I refuse to swim in that pool for too long. Yeah. I'll give myself a little bit of time because you deserve it. It's rough, you know, but to get the reality of it and the faster you can get to the reality of just like what actually happened. Okay. I ran my business. These are the five key factors that I can see how to go that way. And I'm not going to do it again. And then the next thing for me that I'm really good at is creating a future and a vision. Like, okay, what's next? What's next? And you asked about that new business. So listen to this. I met with my attorney about a month ago three weeks a month ago on Friday at noon over lunch. Okay. And in that meeting, we decided the best thing to do was to turn the business back over to my franchise. Gotcha. For me. Got it. And so, so I went to lunch with my attorney, decided we're turning it back over. And then three hours later, I kid you not, three hours later at my lunch on a Zoom call with him. Love it. And, and had you known him before this or anything yeah, like that? Yeah, so I was in Ed and Andy Purcello started okay. what's called the Arte Syndicate yeah, about a year. Him. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. They're even better in person. I bet. Um, and I was one of the first people to be in that. There were 63 oh. of us, I think, out of 11,000 or so applicants. And Amazing. I somehow made it's it. It's supposed to happen. Right? Yeah. And um, created a relationship with Ed and Andy. And throughout that, in fact, here's a, here's a funny thing about manifesting. Um, my friend and I, Dave Krosky, said, we're going to end up flying on Ed's jet. Uh -uh. And Ed ended up doing an event while we were in the syndicate in Salt Lake. So we went to meet with him, and he met with us after. It was kind of cool, actually, probably celebrities. He was speaking to thousands of people, and they pointed at us. There's three of us in the back. And he's like, I got to go. I got to go meet with those guys. And I'm like, You're like, yeah. I made it. <laughs> my life it. is complete. Yeah. Like, like, babe, babe, did you see this? Ed that Yeah. So um, we went and met with him, and we mentioned flying to St. Louis for the syndicate. And he's like, "Yeah, just join me." And I was like, "Oh, that would be good. We're flying on edge." So we flew on edge to yes. St. Louis. Which, by the way, if you want to get ruined for the rest of your life flying commercials, just go ahead and fly to Vegas <laughs> one time. I don't recommend like, it. That yeah, it's like, oh, there's other people here and security. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I didn't have to do this. I don't know who I am. Thank you. I love that. So anyway, I just got a, I created a relationship with him and through the syndicate, we all got very, very close and then um, left the syndicate and he knew why I was having cash flow issues. Yeah. I, it was one of those things like, you know, one loan led to another loan, led to another loan, crash sales, a bunch of people leave. It was just like one thing after yeah, another. In that business. So we're on this call, right? And um, he asked me, he's like, hey brother, how's business? I'm like, well, three hours ago, I decided to turn it back over my franchise. He's like, oh my God, I've never figured anything out. 
And he said, this conversation is going to change your life. And when Ed Milet says that to you, it's, you're like all eyes focused. Yeah. Ready, let's go. And uh, I was almost crying. I mean, he, he, what he said was just, it just hit me. And uh, he said, look, I'm walking away from, you know, a large eight figure a year income to start a new team under the same platform, yeah. same business that he's always been in financial services. And here we go. Right. And uh, I said, this is too good to be true. You know? And he's like, you are the exact right person for this recruit, train, develop, lead, personal development, all my jam. Was and, you scared uh, when it's about finances and this was your problem in your business? Well, the good thing is I'm not actually handling cash flow. Got it. Okay. I'm good with m dollars and seeing things right. and telling. It's just more managing the actual inflow yeah. and outflow of my own Get money. It. Here's my biggest issue is I'll do something like um, that boot camp I told you about. I'll look at it and be like, okay, that's 100 grand. And if we go, how many deals does it take to make it profitable? And I'll be like, okay, I think this will provide X that'll make it worth 150. Absolutely. My problem was I didn't go, okay, but do we have the extra hundred where if it doesn't go that way or doesn't yes. go that way fast enough makes it. And my wife laughs at me because I'll spend that same hundred thousand dollars probably three different times. Oh, hundred percent. But I love that you're talking about like reinvesting it in yourself because you're saying yes. you you know what your worth is and how amazing your asset is of your mind. And you're like, yes. listen, if I grow this, if I make these connections, if I network these people, if I grow myself, I know that this hundred thousand will bring me five hundred million yes. because you're confident in yourself and you're aware of what that's going to teach you. And that's the difference I think between entrepreneurship is that most people, if I was to give you a million dollars. They would, they would invest it or they would spend it or they would do all this. They probably want to actually invest it in themselves. They want to you be know like, oh, no, I'm going to go see Tony Robbins. I'm going to go do that. Yeah. Like, first thing they said? What? What do you think the first thing people say when you I say buy a house. I pay off my debt. 100% of the time. Yeah. You buy a house, but they probably buy a $500,000 house. Yeah. Now, what does that house take to upkeep? That money's gone in two, three years. Oh, easy. If not within that That's year, let's be honest. People, like what people yes. win the lottery and they lose it all, right? And how bankruptcy with it, I think it's like eight months of the turn time. Yeah. Something like that. But it's it's just that it's that you're able to see like you are your best asset and yes. investing in you, but then realizing, okay, part of my weakness is that I want to always invest in me. So how who's my who's or gonna question or, me? Yes, right. And like that exactly. you found that in that. So thanks yeah. for letting me trend. Of course, yeah, you know, that's that's no problem. So, but that's that's the the thing is the way the actual cash comes in is a is a way I can manage it. There's yep. not a lot of overhead. The other thing was I was in a broken system. That's mm -hmm. one of the things that adds out to Having fix, the best to fix is just business systems. There's so many people that are in broken ass business systems that are like so Windows, for example. Okay. You, how many times do you think a homeowner is going to buy Windows? I'd say once. Once. So you have a one-time sale. One-time sale. Every day I'm starting at zero. Yep. Not only that, I'm selling something where we got to do construction, rip holes in people's walls. Yeah. It's shipped from back east, so it's on these crappy roads totally. that we're not keeping up, so then they've got glass. Not only that, but like a $10 to $12 hour employee, nothing against them, but they don't really care that that's $3,000 window that's going to yeah. take me eight weeks to get fixed. Then we got customers where you mess yep. something up and they want a discount, and yep. our margins are so low anyway that that's a broken system where you have to do it over and over and over again. And the second you walk away, you stop getting paid. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things I've learned over the last six to 12 months and why I decided to stop fighting for it. Cause I was, I was fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. And I just stopped and decided, all right, I got to tap out here. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I started learning about businesses. Is the system reproducible? Mm -hmm. Is it simple? Am I getting paid on it? Whether I'm working or not, if I work my face off for years. Yep. And 
most people aren't business owners. They're slaves. Self-employed people are slaves. Mm -hmm. If you can't walk away from your business, you business owner, real estate agent, loan officers, window, whatever, whatever it is, life coaching, all the things, life coaching. If you take you out of the equation and the company goes to zero, everybody brags about being self-employed, but at least an employee, you get to clock out and not worry about the bills. You don't get that as self-employed. No, you do not. Ever. I don't even remember the last time I took a vacation, a real vacation. Like legit checking out. And people come at you for that too, right? Like uh, people are like, you're always on your phone. You're always working. I'm like, because I am the only I'm one. I, yeah. I am the business. Yeah. I am the hustler. Yeah. And I, I'm still trying to navigate that. And yeah. Figuring out how to do yeah. That. And that's, that's the main thing that I got about this business, which is why I went all in. And it literally was shut down one, start another like that. It. And full force, 80 hours a week. Going. Game on. But I know that I see you like hustling. You're like, oh, Zoom call, Zoom call, Zoom call, yes. Zoom call, Zoom call. My God, yeah. like, you are going for it. Yes. And that's what I think is, that's what I love about your energy and like how I love that, like that drew me to you too. Is like, you can sense like this hustle in you and like that you're like, yeah. I'm not going to give up. I have this group, I have determination. I'm going to make it happen no matter what. Yeah. And how did you do that I, I, in the same call that you're like, yeah, dude, I just, <laughs> I just finished my business. Like, all this hard work, all this money, all this time, my yeah. ego, my life, my love. Yeah. And then you're like, yep, okay, let's try something new. Like, yeah. How did you do that in a split second? Yeah. Because that takes something so different than anybody else can do. Yeah. Like, are you, do you know? I'm going to tell you about that course I did. Yeah, that course. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's go back to that. Well, landmark form. Here's the basis of it is, look, I got the none of it significant in the end. I mean, if you really think, look, I'll, I'll share with you. My dad died a year ago, like whatever, a year and two months ago, on my birthday. Okay. And it was sudden. I went to dinner with my dad on a Thursday. And he was sick, but like flu sick. Wasn't hungry, went back to the hotel. I flew to Scottsdale the next day for my birthday. On My birthday was on Monday, I was there Friday. Saturday, I had to fly back home because my dad was in critical condition. Gotcha. It was crazy. And he died on Monday, on my birthday. Literally unexpected. No, from nowhere. Right? He was sick, he didn't feel good, but it was not like, like that. Like he wasn't laid up for weeks. Right. It was two days in the hospital and then he passed. And uh, I remember it was like 8.30 in the morning. And you know how your birthday is on Facebook and text messages, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I'm crying and I'm looking out the window and my phone's sitting on the floor in front of me and I'm kneeling down and it's like, ding, happy birthday. Ding, hope this is the best day of your life. Ding. And I'm like, oh. I remember thinking to myself, all right, I'm either going to make up that my birthday is the worst day yep. ever for the rest of my life and it's going to be horrible, and that'll be true, yep. or I'm going to make up that this is the day I get to celebrate myself and the man who gave me birth. Mm -hmm. I think that's what I'm going to do. Because like we talked about our word earlier, you get to say what anything is, because there's no inherent anything in any of it. Yeah. And here's the other thing. I've shared a lot, and I was actually leading a training program, and I've shared a lot about my dad in that training program, and I asked how many people could remember his name. No. Really? Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. How many people? They remember the feeling of the story, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The story itself, but here's my point. My dad was significant to me, and he passed, and it sucks, and it's horrible for us. It had zero impact on the planet. And that's the truth. And we got to deal with the truth that we are insignificant. Okay. And my business failing is insignificant. Really. In the grand scheme of things, literally is insignificant. Yeah. 
so when I got that, like, all right, you know, and you go through stuff like that, you know, and like my dad dying and you get, you just learn, like, this isn't that important. Like you see the truth in it, right? And like, like, what, what really does matter? What, what we get all these random fears in our life of what is going to make, like, oh, yeah. if I lost, if I created a business and lost it, literally yeah. that would destroy me, yeah. right? People have that it in could. their head. And it could and if, you it let has, it, if you let that be your truth. You let it poison you. You drink that poison every day and start saying things that are like poisonous. Like drinking the Kool-Aid, right? Like, like how businesses like make you drink the culture of that Kool-Aid. Like yes. And they're pouring it down your throat every yes. single day until you get into that. So yeah. it's like you have to make your own Kool-Aid. You better yeah. drink that. Like the Kool-Aid man jumping into the yeah. wallet. Oh, yeah. And you're yeah. like, yes, let's go. Like, yeah. that's what you have to do. Yeah. But I like that you're saying that. And I would, I, I like to challenge you a little bit with saying like insignificant. Because I do mm -hmm. think that. To me, that's like my motivation is I don't want to be insignificant. And maybe, and you walk me through that. Maybe it's like, maybe I am thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I don't know. Maybe, I'll have, maybe I have my own awareness right now. But like, I feel like I want to make an impact and that's what pushes me. Yeah. But you're like, what you're saying is true though. It's like, yeah, it can. Well, did but, you get upset that Kobe Bryant died? No, I didn't care. I mean, I, it sucked, but like, yeah. it, that literally did not affect me in any way. It didn't. Guess what? Most of people in the world when you die are not going to be attacked. But that did affect me. People were like posting all over the place. But yeah. I'm like, you posted more about this and you were posted thinking about your life. You don't yeah. even know the dude. But instead, like, to me, if anything, it's like, That's oh, like. Made an true. Okay, so how do we yeah, make an impact points. like that? What I guess is that? Yeah, well, having an impact and it being significant are different. Okay, okay. Yes. Yeah, so Significance like means it's like heavy. It's It's got like some inherent massive meaning and it just doesn't it's okay. like we said the only reason anything's got any meaning or any of that stuff is because we said so that's so true though you're right but the word that we put behind it yeah look that day my my dad passed i could have said and it could have been significant you've seen people that have the family member pass oh and, and it literally kills them like yeah. literally can't function right on the anniversary right right i just really got i'm not going to be that guy making a choice so one decision can change your life yeah, choice really, you know, because a decision, if you think about the definition of it, is to kill something off. A choice is really okay. create. I like that. And a choice right. is a power word too, right? Yeah, like I'm choosing this. I yeah. choose this. I choose. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm choosing to spend yeah. my time with you. And to me, my time is the most valuable thing. So that to me is a gift, right? Yes. Like, and I'm sure yes. for you, same to you. For Absolutely. an entrepreneur, your time is your yes. biggest, biggest asset. Yeah. And if I'm giving you my time, like that is a meaning of that. Like, so I think yeah. that's like a message. Now, here's the other thing. Now, just because things aren't inherently significant, we as humans make things significant. That's just what we do. We can't help it. I just got, I can choose what to make significant. So I decided to make it significant that my dad died on my birthday. That's an awesome thing. So then I start telling everybody. When they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry that he died on my birthday. I'm like, well, he had to die on a day. Yeah. One day my dad was going to die. I may as well be on my birthday so I could celebrate him and right. How badass is that? Literally. I'm lucky. And you know the last thing my dad, uh, he said to me was happy birthday. And uh, that's to me the honor of being alive is I get to say how it goes. So yes. when that business stopped, I also people don't. Yeah, it's so sad what we do to kids. We just beat beat this out of them. But I take a lot of notes from kids. Mm -hmm. You ever watch a kid play? Yeah. And then they finish a game. They're like all of a sudden playing a different game. And that yeah. game's just done. It's over with. That's what my business was. Oh, I like that. I played that game for five years. I played my face off like it was the most important thing ever. And then it ended, okay, now I'm playing a new one. Okay. And the other thing I've, I've really learned and been talking to people a lot about this is people you're think also you're starting all, over. You're all in. Too. Yes. I think that's 100%. Huge. 
Yeah, Michael Jordan used to say that he would play the game of basketball. He knew it was a game and didn't matter at all, but would play it like his life depended on it. Same thing as kids, but watch kids. When they play, they play like their life depended right? on it. Right, absolutely. Like it's the only thing. It's real. So true. It's and you're it. like, baby, this is a soccer game. Yeah, but not for them. But if or you thought about it all of our life, like how much more would we be fully invested? It's like, well, it's just a game. Totally. So I'm going to play it out. And it really all is. So when, when I got that, it was like, what's next? Next. And uh, so many people have been like, oh, but you're starting all over. That's the other thing. And in relationships, people talk about, but I got to start all over. I'm totally. single. I'm starting from nothing. Well, only if you're an idiot and didn't learn. Yeah. <laughs> so true, though. Yeah. Look, I just, I, I spent five years in this business. I've been in business for 20 years. Now I'm in my 21st year, not my first. Yes. So now I'm starting a business. All of that bought me doing business with Ed Mylett. Yep. And it all prepared you for that. Because what if the last 20 years you're supposed to do exactly what happened? And it was all to get you to this moment. And yeah. I actually believe that. that well, what if I would have wanted my window business and would have turned Ed down because I was making high six figures. 100%. It's been the biggest mistake of my life. Right. I get to say again. Yeah. So that's what I say about it. You know, I filed bankruptcy on my 30th birthday. Yeah. When I, 10 years ago from the real estate market crash. And I, I remember driving Your on birthday's the freeway, been pretty significant. December 17th. Yeah. Two decades apart. My dad died on my 39th birthday. Wow. I just celebrated my 40th birthday and lost my business. But yeah, they are. Um, but I just decided what I started saying about filing bankruptcy was nobody likes a book where somebody just like rises to the top. Mm -hmm. I agree. So I was like, this is an important chapter in my book. Yeah. That's what I started saying about it. And it's a chapter, right? And it's just that. I just interviewed Sean Whalen the other day for my yeah. podcast and he talked about That's his nice. bankruptcy as well. And I was just like, yeah, yeah like, you know That's what? Yeah. Like you're going to fail at things, but so who cares? Like you can't fix anything. All you can do is be in this moment. And like, don't you want to know you went all out 100% and my love it. That's like your same mentality. I think yeah. that's what makes people succeed is they're like, well, regardless, I'm just going to go for it because you don't, you, you really aren't in control of what's all going to happen. You're only in control of how you feel about it, what your thought is about it and how you're going to show up for it. And that's yeah. exactly what you're doing. You're like, well, I'm going to choose to show up. I'm going to choose to keep going and make it happen. And now you're doing that. And that's yeah. inspiring to other people to see that like, oh, if he can have a business, he can sell yes. a business, he can do all this, and now he can go back into another business <laughs> and make shit happen. Like, who can't? Believe me, if look, I barely graduated high school. I graduated late. It broke that's my okay. mom's heart. Um, she's an educator. Sorry, mom. And mom, um, I think I graduated with a 1.8. Basically top of your class. Yeah, basically yeah. the top of the failures. The, the top of the entrepreneur class, I call it. Um, you know, quarter credit short of English, but my whole life I was like, people don't get what I want to do, which was business. I told yeah. my mom when I was at eight, I was going to college because I you know, want to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, I love that. And I don't remember what you got me started on that. What did you say about the start? But you're just all in, you're making it yes. happen. And it's yes. just that, and I think, I think that's even in itself a story too, right? Because some people are like, oh, well, I have to have all these degrees, I have to have all these programs, all these coaching certificates, I have to do all these stuff before I can start a business, or it's like, why? Yes. Just, just go do or it. Or that they're going to be happy. That's the biggest yeah, thing about this broken ass time. system that we've got right now yes. with the schooling. I'm so glad. Did you see what Dan Fleischman and uh, Logan Paul no. and Jake Paul are doing? No. So they're doing this whole movement, the financial freedom movement for kids to teach them actually. Look, think about high school. How much did you learn about? Did they show you what a lease was? They don't show you what a lease is, and every human being is probably going to sign a right. lease or a mortgage. Right. They don't show you that. They don't show you what interest rates are. They don't show you what yep. uh, depreciation is. They don't show you how to file your taxes. They don't show you anything that right. actually has to do with real life. And it's just a joke these days. I tell my daughter all the time, you know, <laughs> I mean, Google it. Yeah. 
there's nothing in school you can learn that you can't Google. Right now. And that's what terrifies me about it all is, and my mom's gonna kill me if she hears this, but it's one of the things that we argue about is, look, school hasn't kept up with technology, and especially when you're an entrepreneur, there is no space in the current school system to empower an entrepreneur. Yep. There's just not. Well, because that's the brickwork they want you to keep in, right? Is like, oh. you stay the same pattern. This is how we've always done it. This is how we're always going to do it. Do you think they're conscious, the like the they, whoever the they is, is consciously doing that? Or is this just some old pattern from the industrial age that we No, I think it is of? a conscious pattern. Why do, you, why do you think that is? Because it's easier to keep people to be sheep than to keep them following a certain system. Because oh, if sure. everybody, well, but like it's also, but it's like that our own way of that, right? It's like. Yeah. Until, because if everybody kind of breaks the system and realizes they're in control and they can actually have whatever kind of life they want, they can have happiness, they can have freedom, mm-hmm. they can have success, mm-hmm. they can have wealth, they can have emotional intelligence, that breaks the whole system. And I mean, we could go like the whole matrix shit if we want to in this, right? But it's like, to me, like, okay, even like right now with the coronavirus that's coming out and stuff, yeah. right? I'm like, that's, and people are going to hate me for this, but it's like, that in itself is all a system too. It's like yeah. to scare people enough to get people to do certain totally. things to do. And if you guys remember swine flu, it was all stock the same market. shit. Yes, thank you. People in open boxes. Yes, and it's like, but if more people were aware of that, then more people would have more control, and that would ruin the they, the system, whatever it is that you want. And so it's easier to keep people to fall in line, and people, and also people want that. Some people don't want to be awake. Some people don't want to know that, and that's yeah. fine. They want to stay structured. They want to stay in this awesome, safe little bubble where they just come in, clock in, clock out. I go to work. I do. I eat the same peanut butter and jelly sandwich every fucking day, and my life yeah. is that. Yeah. And yeah. you can be a robot, and you can have that life. Yeah. And other people who don't, that's us. They're yeah. the entrepreneurs are the ones who want it. And there's people who are in between. They're like, well, I kind of want this, but like I've always been told this is what I'm supposed to do. Yes. Fucking break free. Well, here's what I think. I think everybody has that spark in them, and some people get distinguished by their community. Yeah. Like it. I mean, if you look at kids, there's no kid that doesn't have a spark. Oh, 100%. Coming in. 100%. And then. And even as parents, we kind of feel that without even realizing it. Totally. That, like, even this morning, my daughter was wearing a, a different outfit. She's like, Mom, I want to wear this. I'm like, babe, can we please, like, wear something that matches? Oh, and then I was like, shit. Never mind. Yeah, let's go. Let's rock it. Let's yes. make it happen. Yes. Because I'm like, I just killed her spark. I just yes. killed her shine. Like, and it's that. We have to keep that shine alive so that, that momentum stays there. Yeah, and I think that's one of the most powerful things about everybody bitches about social media and stuff. But I think it's one of the most powerful things because there's so many people putting great messages out there. Yeah that support where, look, you can find your place in the world now easier than ever before. Yeah. Your expression, you and I only know each other because of social media. Literally. And happen to know like 10 people. Yeah. Or same people, the reason I got in with Ed and yeah. Andy and, you know. Because the social media there, can create that beautiful platform media. for you. It's just, it just took our community and it increased it, you know. So before your community was your school and your yeah. church and your neighborhood, right? Yeah. Your hood, that's yeah. what you became. Now it's the world. Your world is your community. You can belong to any community. And I think I thought about that too a lot. Like, what is it going to take to have people, you can call it wake up, but mostly like remember, I would say is probably a good like word that. of like who we are. I say who you you're created to be yeah, always, right? Exactly. That's who you were, but the world started telling you to be something different. So you're like, yes. Okay. So. Yeah, the world is just, you know, family, friends, people that mean well. You know, there's so many people, they go out, they start a new business, and people start saying, like, oh, but you shouldn't do that, blah, 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 it's not safe, it's not secure. And they mean well. Yeah, they're trying to protect you. They mean well. My dad told me, never quit a job until you have something else set up, right? I quit my job when I was 21. It was the last job I ever had to do real estate. And But it's not like he was consciously, it's just the environment that we're in. And I, 
I think that's social media's access to breaking that up and stuff like this, right. and conversations and community. And if we can get the conversations in the community, I think that's what's going to break all that. Well, I love that you're talking about the community because, like, and that's what and my life does. That's like what you're part of this business is you're creating a community of that, and yes. especially the community that you guys are creating is really to help people understand what their finances can do, where they can go with that help a lot of women to love that you're empowering a lot of women to understand yes. what they're in control of and yes. what they have, what they can, what access they have for that too. But it is, then it's once you're awake to that, or you remember however you want to say that it's being around people who help you stay that way. Yes. And that's like part of the community. And that's the beauty of social media. It's yes. the beauty of connecting of technology. Like you can then go and make your circle cause you're only as big as your circle is. Yeah. And so, and you, you can go create that and bring all those different people into yeah. your life. So, and I think like, well, I don't know all these people. I can't do that. You can't send a message and be like, yes. that's really how you and I connect. Yes, yes. I'm like, hey, we're yes. out. Hey, yes. yeah, let's do yes. this shit. Let's go. <laughs> like, and it's, it's literally that. And we've had yeah. like six conversations and now we're here just like jamming out. And it's like, whatever. Like, we're totally cool. Like, it's people yeah. are just so afraid to even make that one step and just talking and creating that. And like, hey, can you be my circle? Yeah, absolutely. Like, and then it's trusting that and all the things you talked about with everything like that too. So yeah. It's so rad. I love that. And I, I, I mean, we really are just the, the way our, community you know how people say like you are the five people you spend the most yeah. time around that's true but why is that true it's because the way they listen to you is who you are mm -hmm. like those people that run around like i don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about me blah 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 it might be true to an extent but i think mostly it's not but we only live in our community and the way they listen to us sure period yeah which is why those systems can stick around is because there's so many people when they say oh you failed oh blah blah blah. you should never do that again they go oh yeah you're right mm -hmm. or that i surround myself with the people that are who i want to be yes and that's the other power of social media is i can surround myself with anybody absolutely and whether i know them or not i can control whose content i consume yes and my five people no longer have to be physically accessible absolutely and i think that's one of the most untapped that. resources like anybody that complains about social media and the content on there it's I'm their like, fault like that's not you're consuming people. it you're following it yeah exactly. then not only are you doing that you're now using your words to complain about the thing you're upset about yes exactly. that's insane yeah you're breathing life into following that. it yes stop consuming it yes you can control every single thing that comes in your life right now more than ever before it was the newspaper and the TV yeah. and then your friends and family. Yeah. You didn't have access to, right. wait, I get to choose. Do I want it to be Ed or Gary or Oprah or Steph or yeah. who do I want to make sure that that's the message that yeah. gets into my psyche that becomes who I am. Exactly. And that's what I love about it is you get to do that. You know? Right. And then that becomes your education. I think yes. that's the difference of the education system. Like totally. I'm like all about your student of life constantly. And so you get to mm -hmm. choose the five people all the time. So you want to be learning from, growing from, asking from, getting feedback yeah. from. And, yeah. and like, that's the beauty of it. You don't have to go to college. And I think if you want to go to college, great. Do you, whatever, totally. whatever. Well, there's stuff you got to go to college for. I, I don't want like, a I don't want a surgeon. Yeah, exactly. I, I Googled this. I'm pretty sure I can cut into yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Cool. But look, I'll just tell you, I've never met an MBA that's worth a lick and says that's an entrepreneur and said why i'm an entrepreneur is because i got an mba yeah absolutely. i've never met one i've had a lot that have worked for me yeah but i haven't had anybody that's like oh i got my mba and i became a successful entrepreneur and why i'm a successful entrepreneur is because i went to college right. and got an mba right it's not the way it works no 
I would say, what would you say are the top five traits in an entrepreneur? Oh, God. Grit. Absolutely. Number one is grit. Which you're the embodiment of that. Absolutely. That just takes, you know, I used to be in mixed martial arts a lot. In fact, it's kind of funny. I got knocked out on TV. Uh-huh. When I was 24, first fight. The first and only fight. Why? I'll tell you a funny story about that really quick. This actually says, says a lot about grit. So I, I said I was really shy. I got picked on a lot. I was bullied. I was bullied in junior high and started doing martial arts. And um, after I did that that course, I got, okay, I'm going to fight. Yeah. That's like such an expression of like, totally. not me, completely about, out there. Yeah, and it was back in the day with Mike Stidham's thing. There weren't any blood tests back then. You didn't have to do anything. No weight classes, right? And we walk into this dark, smelly, dungy club to find out who I'm going to fight, right? Like two days before we're going to fight. And we're sitting there, and it's just, like, disgusting. And I look over, and I'm like, ah, I'm literally fixing Fight Club this whole time. It's what it looked like. Okay. It was cool. a, like, Axis nightclub downtown okay. back in the day. And I look across, and I'm like, oh, that's Nate Table. He's one of the kids I used to go to school with, and he picked on me. But I was like, ah, oh, there's no way I'm going to fight him. He's, like, 15, 20 pounds heavier. So he's going through, and he's saying the names, and it's Jared Bringhurst and Nate Tabor. So Are you kidding you're me? You're a professional manifester. About to <laughs> fight the guy who picked on me. He got out of jail like six months before then. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like ready. Yeah. 100%. So I, uh, but I'll never forget walking down to that fight and being confident, you know? And then I went in. I got knocked out cold in 36 seconds. But I did something most people aren't willing to do. Yeah, how many people would walk away from that? I mean, no, to walk in that ring for me was a defining moment in my life of, yeah, I got knocked out, but then guess what I did? I got up, I trained some more, I didn't fight again because I was like, I don't really have anything to prove, but I got that there's nothing I can't get back from. Like there's literally nothing that can happen to me that I can't come back from. And when I got that, and I think the other thing about grit, I wish it was me. I wish I could be like, oh, it's because I'm so great. I have got the best people in the world around me. I love that. My wife won't let me be anything other than the best person ever. And I think that's why those people in your life are so critical. And if you don't have those people in your life, you got to change the people in your life. Yep. And unfortunately, if it's your family, don't change. you can't change your family, but you can stop talking to them as much or asking them for their opinion of you. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really careful of who I go to and listen to their opinion of me. Yeah, same. And if they're not going to listen to me bigger, I'm not going to go to them. It's the same thing if I'm fighting with my wife. I'm not going to go to people. The only people I go to when I'm fighting with my wife to talk to are the people that are going to go, you're an idiot, you're wrong, don't fuck this up. Yeah. I'm not going to go to the people that are going to be like, yeah, she's a... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. I don't, I'm not going to go to those people. Yeah. So I think grit also comes from who do you surround yourself with in those times where it's dark. That. Yeah. Because it does get dark. Oh, there's so many dark times. 100%. And you yeah. have to be, you have to be able to be in those circumstances. You have to feel the darkness to feel the yes. light. 100%. Yep. And you have to feel the steam to feel the joy. Yeah. And we want to avoid that generally. We want to numb it. It's we want to avoid it. We want to be around people who are like, yes. yeah, you're right. Like, fuck this system. Or yes. yeah, you totally got screwed on this. Yes. Rather than people who are going to speak straight this big. Well, Maybe you shouldn't have that money. That's on you. Maybe you shouldn't have that money. You're like, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, you're so right. Yes. Okay, how can I learn from this? How can I be aware of this? And that takes a whole other level of consciousness and a whole other level of inner growth. And, like, you go into impact, like, doing all these different things. Like, it's changing your, your life and your mindset and then constantly continuing to grow it, too. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, and surrounding yourself with people that listen to you bigger than you know yourself. To be, I like that expression. You know, because, and when people say like, oh yeah, screw it, it was their fault. What they're saying is you're not bigger than that circumstance. Mm. Never heard it that way. Like you that. know, they're yeah. saying, yeah, you're little, you're right. And I'm not going to surround myself with people like that. Not only that, but you don't get to be that way around me. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, you, you know, that's one of the things I love about running teams and when we did windows and all that is my main commitment was not selling or money or any of that was when you leave here, you're a better human. Mm. If you're around me, my intention is you're a better human. Than me. I love that. And that's the, to talk about impact, right? Yeah. It's going to make a difference. I yeah. do want to make an impact. And that's what, I, that's what we're committed to. Here. That's amazing. Yeah. So grit, being intentional. Grit. The people you surround yourself with. And I think the other thing is a massive vision. you got to have something that's so big and important and lights you up that is bigger than those dark moments that's going to get you out of those dark moments. Yes. you got to get the people, right? Like, in, in fact, you, you um, interviewed Sean, and the other day I had one of those dark, dark moments. I was, my wife and I were fighting, yeah. where, you know, I just got out of the business. We're going through financial stuff. We've got two kids. Oh, She's yeah. busy. We don't know where the next paycheck's going to come from. Right. We're stressed out. And a I, I, would you say right? that money stress is probably the hardest stress? Money and, uh, relationship. Money and death. Yeah. I, I haven't ever experienced stuff like that, so I can't yeah. that, but I would agree with you on that. And I think I've never experienced money stress until I started my own business. I used to, I made six figures. I had an awesome paycheck, like easy coming in, whatever. And then to realize it to me, it's like the gift of it. I'm like, this is what the whole other world like experiences. Yeah. No, I wonder why people freak out all the time. And we yeah. also a world full on antidepressants and anxiety yeah. pills, but it's how do you handle that stress? Why do you think that is though? The, well, I mean, there's a degree of stuff, you know, there's neurochemical stuff, so I don't want to negate people that take the meds, but I think there's, I think there's people that probably wouldn't, I mean, the self-medicating, the drinking, the all yeah, that kind absolutely. of stuff. I think part of it is because there's not a culture that pulls for tell the truth. Yep. It she is you put your, you know, put your best foot forward. And that's the thing that I'm out to empower with women is, you know, I know that my wife, master's degree, social worker. She was one of the top um, uh, advocates for women in the juvenile justice system. She worked at the state juvenile justice center here in Salt Lake. And she had our first daughter, had postpartum and stayed at home yeah. and then started having conversations with herself. Cause she was a hustle. Like she was pregnant, working a full time job, doing a practicum. Yeah. And I was in the process of going broke. And she's like, I got it all the together. Time. I got it. We'll figure it out. Yeah. And then, she had Aurora and then she got like this identity crisis that I think a lot of women Everyone go through. Does. And it's like, she would say things like, I'm just a mom now. And then she would hate herself for saying that because yep. that then she's that right. Then I'm working right. And I'm working my ass off. And then if she heard, I had like a fun lunch or we were laughing, yes. she would get you know angry. What? I don't home today. Yeah. But then she'd get angry at herself for getting angry. Yep. And then it goes down the spiral of who am I? Yep. What am I really here for? Am I just a mom? And then I'm a horrible wife and I should have all this stuff figured yep. out and I should be able to clean the house and raise kids and, and be great with my husband and do all these things perfectly. And then it creates this environment where women can't just tell the truth. Women don't go around being like, you know what? Sometimes I want to push my kid off the stool. Yes. You know? And that's totally what I help women with is like, you can say that like, 
right now. So if, 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 for an example, we're in this podcast and my daughter's actually right here with us right now. so funny. Like, yeah, we're right next to She literally starts tapping on like, mom, mom, the phone's broken. And I'm like, yeah, like right now. I want to be like, I can't yeah. handle this yes. right now. But it's like, it's okay it's to not. speak your truth in that and just be like, because hey, like, I can help. It's yeah. It's most, I mean, it's okay, yes. But the community conversation, look, if you go into any large community, mostly people aren't walking into that at Starbucks going, hey, let me tell you what, I'm, you know, over six edges. Yeah. I sometimes wish I didn't have kids. Totally. I don't know who the hell I am. Right. I hate my husband sometimes and I'm not okay. Yep. It's smile. Long, I'm fine. Smile. But guess what? Same thing in entrepreneurship. Absolutely. Oh, I'm cool. I'm good. I, let me look at, look at my money. Look at my Lambo. Look at my trips. Yeah. Look at this. They don't go. Yeah. And then I cried myself to sleep because I don't know how to make payroll. Yep. 100%. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to make sure that people around me win. I don't know what I'm going to do or where the next dollar is going to come from. I, I just crashed my business and, you know, had 17, 20 people that needed new jobs and I owe people money and I borrowed money from friends and family and now yeah. I got to pay it back and people are pissed at me. And I literally just like, I've literally got people super pissed at me that oh, I owe money right oh, now. Sure. I left my business, but I left my business with $1.2 million that I owe people. Yeah. So I just have to stand in. I know I'm going to make it right. And that's not a common community conversation when you go to Starbucks where people are just telling the truth. Yeah. And we need more people doing that. I love that. And when we tell the truth, it really does set us free. And it's like, yeah, I'm doing the best too. that I possibly can. 100% here's where I'm at. Making it happen. And that's helping you start this venture too and make it. And that probably is your huge motivation for that too, right? It's like, I want to, yes. I want to do this. I'm going to make this happen. Yeah. And even if you fell in this, there is no such thing as failure. It's just, yeah. here's another lesson. Here's one other yeah. chapter of yeah. my story. Yeah. And, you know, people get really messed up about failure. But, you know, there's, I mean, here's the thing. I do think there's such thing as failure. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Look, if I want something to happen and it didn't happen, I, fa it, I failed to make that happen. But if, if I want to take this cup it, is that failure? Yeah, of course it is. That thing didn't happen that I wanted to have happen. Okay. The thing is, so what? So fucking what? My daughter just learned to ride a bike. How many times she fell and failed to ride a bike? That is, look, if you look up failure, it's something yeah. to the degree of, like, you want, you had an intended result that you wanted to have happen that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, that happens all the time. Okay. But here's the thing where people get messed up is we start relating to failing like we need a quote to get over it. Oh, I love that. Like, we need to feel better about it or make us, like, even kind of what you said, like, oh, but if I learn a lesson... No, no. You okay, fall on your yeah. face in life. That's life. Yeah, okay. And the problem is people as adults, I think, we tend to get in this, this world of, I'm not going to try it unless I'm good at it. Totally. Well, thank God. Can you imagine, you know, my kid, she learned to walk, right? Yeah. And she falls. And this is how adults really treat each other. She falls three times and I'm, babe, you're just not a walker. Yeah. You're not cut out for that. Yeah. You probably should You should knock off of that walking stuff. That's yeah. how people are about businesses, so about true. working out, about, yep. you know, life as an adult is, oh, you did that a couple times and failed. Yep. You should you should stop now. Yep. Versus, yeah, that's what life is. And I'm sorry, but anybody who says stuff, you know, those people that are like, I never break my word. Yeah. Well, then I those people are either liars yep. or they live the smallest lives out of anybody I've ever met. Right. Because if somebody doesn't break their word ever, I want them to say end of poverty then. Say something worth it. Oh, you must it. not say shit that's worth it if you don't break your word. You know, you're playing tennis with a three-year-old. Yeah, I won every time, but so what? Yeah. I do like that. I like how you're, 
you're making me think about that is like okay am i i love how you said like you need a quote with a failure with it right? yeah. so it's like yeah maybe i really am telling myself that in different ways that well it's not failure you learn the lessons i truly do believe that the gift of life is like that you do learn constant lessons yeah well there's a lesson and you fail yeah so and i guess it's admitting on that different spectrum is like okay yeah i did fail this is a failure and but here's what I'm going to do with it. So I'm going to keep pushing my, the grit, the perseverance. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to stop that failure. Doesn't define me. Doesn't make me who I am. Doesn't tell myself worth. It's just, here's okay. Next chapter. Let's go. Let's totally. make it happen. Yeah. And if you can just stop, if people can stop, like I said, like if, and I guess allowing yourself to feel the failure, right? Cause so often we're saying I'm fine rather yeah. than being like, yeah, fuck this sucks right now. I yes. actually have no idea how I'm going to pay my bills. I don't yeah. know what I'm going to do. Um, I might drink a whole bottle tonight yeah. because like, <laughs> fuck it, that feels good right yeah, now, yeah. but I know that I'm going to keep going. I know I'm going to keep yes. trying. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I have enough I perseverance in myself that I'll figure it out and I'll make it happen. But Ooh. right now this part sucks. And yeah. I think that's the part we talk about is like, that is the truth of that. It's like, Hey, I, I feel good about where I'm going, but I also fucking hate where I'm going yeah. and I'm going to keep making it happen and I'm learning through it and trying things out and I think that's a part of entrepreneurship too that people don't want to talk about. They want to show the Lambos, yeah. the jet planes, the I got to meet Ed Milet and the yeah. vision of it, right? Yeah, like, yeah. All that. was fun, but that it is. It's a really good friend of mine that I'll, I'll never forget this quote, but if you think about it, like you work out, right? Yeah. How much do you ever really want to go to the gym before you go to the gym? Uh, not all the time. Yeah, rarely, right? And then usually if, you're, if your workout's worth a shit, you probably really at – certain points wanted to quit. Yeah, 100%. The problem is most people in entrepreneurship are looking at the six-pack mm. abs. And Not even, I mean, people talk about the Lambos and all that stuff. Here's the thing. This is one of the things I love about Gary Vee started talking about, saving. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's what having to go broke was leveraging back in the day. But there's not enough conversation for wealth. There's too much conversation for income. Uh, I make six figures. So the fuck what? Yeah. What'd you do with it? Right. How much are your bills? Right. How much is your debt? Right. What kind of house did you buy? Right. Because people see something like Andy Frisell's garage, right? Yeah. That dude lives on less than 5% of his income. Oh, yeah. 5%. He's smart. So if you make a hundred grand, do you live on less than five grand? No. Then don't fucking compare yourself to him. Right. That's, that's him buying a $400,000 car is like me buying a $2,000 car. Right. And if people start accurately representing it, I think people could find a lot more happiness, a lot more wealth. Right. Come on in, girl. Well, it's understanding that too. It's like, I think that is the part that you're talking about, like, and teaching that in school. Like, if you make this much money, here's what you should actually live off of. Here's how you should save money. Here's all that. Yeah. And that is the system that we No, what they're taught is go get a credit card, get that, get all that. So, how is your venture with Ed Milet helping <laughs> that and creating that? Yeah. Yeah, I'll steal stuff from from Ed. This is one of my favorite things that he talks about. Have you ever heard him talk about the temperature? Mm -hmm. So um, if you haven't heard it, he talks about a room like, you know, you set your thermostat at 72 degrees, right? And it's cold outside and you open a window. It's going to drop momentarily. Yeah. But at some point, that heater is going to kick on. It's going to get it back up to 72 degrees. It's going to normalize. And that's how people are. And we have different temperatures. And my main thing about being around people like Ed and 
Andy and the Arte Syndicate and, you know, a lot of people that have been mentors to me throughout my life are that I get to increase that temperature of mine. Mm-hmm. Remember when we talk about the community and we yeah, live in no listening? Yeah. That's the temperature. Yeah. So the best thing about being like around someone like him is you start learning you're not that different. Yep. And when you're around somebody that's that successful, they're not going to shit on you for, for messing up. Right. They're going to listen like, no, no, you can do this too. Yes. And that's one of the coolest things about having proximity to people like that. And look, even if, I mean, it it goes back to the social media. Even if you don't have physical proximity, because I didn't for a while, I just listened to them. But you can listen to them and let that be the person that gives you your temperature and that gives you who you are. Because then next thing you know, it's 80 and you keep going. Well, then back it goes back to your vision part, right? Because you yeah. start to vision. And I heard you say this like, well, I'm going to be on that jet with Ed one day. And you vision it and you start to see it. Right, you start to crazy. manifest it. Right, okay, it. yeah, tell me. I started the Arte Syndicate. I've got my book. I'll find it. But in my book, I wrote a couple things. One, I'm going to fly on it. Yeah, you, you did. Get it. And I did. The second one was, I'm I'll be going to be yeah, in Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I couldn't think that big. <laughs> um, the second one was, I'm going to be in business with that. And Andy. Oh, yeah. I haven't cracked Andy yet, but we're going to. Andy, um, we're calling you we're out. But it's, it's having that focus. And then the other thing is that I learned from him. I knew this in life, but I didn't have words for it. But the reticular activation system. It's yep. like when you go buy... You know, my, my wife got a Tesla, the Tesla 3, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so special. Nobody has it. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't even see any other cars on the road except Teslas now. Like, every single right. human being has a Tesla, but I didn't notice them before. Why? Because my brain wasn't trained to look for it. Right. And that's that same thing as if you look for I'm not good enough, you're going right. to find it. If you look for people aren't trustworthy, you're going to find it. Right. You will find whatever you're looking yep. for. And, and even in this podcast, you're only going to hear what you want to hear out of it. You're yep. only going to learn what you want to learn out of it. Ever. And then it's like how you can go back and you're watching a movie and you're like, oh, yeah. shit, I didn't recognize that. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's the same thing with setting intentions, but you got to be clear. You gotta, and they talk, it's kind of like the secret, you know? It is. But then you got to be willing to work your face off for it. And yep. you got to notice when that moment comes. Yes. And you got to be ready for that moment. Like and that when moment you're with your target and Milet's on a Zoom call, you're like, shit, And look, here's the thing. I've been um, very close to getting distracted. We went to start a solar company at the same time. And I was like, okay, well, I know how to do that. It's comfortable. Oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to do half and half. Yeah. Well, I talked to, to Ed and he's like, no, do this 100%. But I, I still didn't listen. Yeah. And I started noticing myself doing the comfortable thing, the safe thing, the thing I know. And I just started, in fact, it's been like today and yesterday because Aaron just told me the same thing. And I started noticing patterns of where I was going to self-sabotage my opportunity. Here. I love that. And I love that you're saying that, that moment. And you're trusting in that moment with that and recognizing it. And I love how honest you are. I fucking love your honesty. Like that doesn't happen. And you're just so vulnerable about it, like in all aspects of it. And it just helps so much. You get it? Mm-hmm. What would be um your last piece of advice that you'd like to give the audience and also how they can reach out to you and how their, your business can help them. Yeah, it's, I mean, if you look up Jay Bringhurst on Instagram, on Facebook, it's Jared Bringhurst. Um, advice. I feel like you've given them so much advice, and we've talked about this too, is like, you're, what you want, we want to see what we want to see is kind of where we're just at. It's like, you yeah. want to hear, you want to hear, what is it in this moment, if we're like, yeah. just stop for a second. Yeah, I think it would be, 
be conscious of what you're letting in your ethos, like who you're listening to about who you are. Forget the, you know, the advice and all that. If who you are for yourself and you surround yourself with people that listen to you as like a big, powerful human and you surround yourself with those people, everything else will be okay. You'll figure out the right business. You'll figure out the right job. You'll figure out the right relationship. You'll figure out the right stuff. And if it's a piece of advice, never, ever, ever, ever listen to someone that's not where you want to be. Don't listen to them. And then visualize your best self with that or like what? Like, yeah, I didn't kind of let you finish on that no. visualization stuff. I want to go back to that a little bit. Sorry. The visualization. Yeah. But it's like, you're talking about like just that you really did have a picture, like a bigger picture yeah. of it. And it's still, that's helping you today being aware of like, Oh my God, I'm self-sabotage right now. Does this align with the vision that I have for myself yes. of who I want to be? And it's helping you question yourself every day. I think that's huge too, is do you question yourself? Do you ask every yourself day. questions like every constantly? Day. All day. I, I ask up. myself too many questions. I'm like, yeah, every day I question, is this right? Should I be doing this? What am I doing? You know, but in the end, you don't know. You don't know. This is a whole life of, is this right or not? I just trust that if you move fast enough, here's the thing that people get messed up in. They think one move is going to make or break them. Totally. And this is especially, so here's some advice for entrepreneurs. One move is never going to make or break you. Yep. One conversation is never going to make or break you. One thing isn't. But don't we tell ourselves that, like, oh, this oh, one call, this is going to be it. This like, this one, I'm going to make it. it. This one connection, yeah. this post is going to go Somebody viral. Somebody shouted me out. This is yeah, it. I'm on such podcast. I'm going to make it <laughs> yeah. from here on out. They do shit like that. But here's the thing. If you move fast enough and you've got enough action mm -hmm. behind it yeah. and consistent action, that, that's what I'd say is it's just consistent action. And it's, and it's, it's just like a metronome. Boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom. Boom, consistent, never stopping, just keep going, keep going inside of that best self, inside of that yes. vision, inside of that what is your life for. Yes. And I just ask myself the question. I just, you know, like I've had a lot of issues going out of this business and a lot of times where I want to torch people. Oh, I bet. Fucking torch them. Totally. And I just ask myself when I'm 80 in a rocking chair, what do I want to say about how I reacted right now? And try to never react inconsistent with that. I react inconsistent with that all the time. But try as try my damnedest yeah. to be the kind of human being I'll be proud of, and my family will be proud of, and it makes a difference. Oh. And as long as I'm true enough to that, I can sleep at night. Oh, yeah. I can sleep at night. I think you're amazing. I love what you're all about. Anybody who wants to come and work business with you, I, I would 100% like, go do it. Go make it happen. Your vibe is legit. Like, I love your truth. I love your honesty. I love your vulnerability. I love where your heart's at. And like, your heart's on your sleeve, but it's also like, hey, like, I'm here. What's up? I'm real. Let's go. Let's make it happen. And you're truly invested in yourself and other people. I can feel that from you. Yes. And that's genuine. And that's why you're gravitating towards, that's why you were able to be with Ed Milet. That's why you're working with all, these, with all these different people. It's not, there's no practice of it. It's just like you became who you're supposed to be and you're letting yourself be that. And then those people come to you no matter what. And it's that, that five, like, okay, I'm going to manifest. Here's the five people I'm going to start following on social media. I'm going to have them all in my life at some point. Yeah. And you can have that. We can all do that. And I just love your message and what you're about. And I want to help you many as possibly can. And I support you. And like all you women out there, I have you audience, <laughs> like go come. Especially I love that you're helping empower women to see like that you're capable of it. And I love how you interline that too, like with your wife and I'm helping understand like mom guilt and how even like men even see that like, okay, like I got you. I want to help yeah. with that. And so I just think what you're doing is incredible. And I love to help you in any way possible.
awesome. Thanks for your time and like your value. Like you taught me and you helped me question myself and things. And I'm like, oh, maybe is this a quote that I'm just trying to use? So I love that. So thank you so much. You're incredible. You're amazing. Um, is there anything else that you want to leave anybody with? Uh, just thanks for your time. And I, I do, I want to align myself with people like you. Yeah. People, I mean, look, you could have been comfortable at your job. Totally. You know, and I know it's terrifying. You've got your daughter out there and being a single mom and everything that it takes. I just want to honor you for you. what you're out to do and it's going to work out. Thanks. Yeah. So thanks. Thank you. Anything I can do to support you as well. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Awesome. Go team! <laughs> I love it. Thank you guys so much. If you enjoyed this, leave us a little comment, share it, post it. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Just Talking today. I hope you got some value out of it. I hope you learned something. I hope you laughed. I hope you cried maybe a little bit if it's one of those kind of episodes. I just want to thank you so much for all your love and support and you just tuning in. It really means the world to me. If you would do me an extra solid and whatever platform you're using right now to listen to it, if you just go ahead and subscribe so that way you can always know when a new episode drops for you so you can be in the know. And also if you would just go ahead and leave me a little review, mark that star, whether it be the first star or the fifth star, whatever you're fill in that day and leave me a little review. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much again for all your love and support. Sending you all the love and light your way. Thanks again for tuning in to Just Talking. Have the best day.